because we have a heck of a movie to talk about, and then plus whatever else we want to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. We can just dive in. Um, hey Would it be funny if we just didn't talk the whole podcast? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> hey everyone, this is the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector. Sitting across from me is the uh, uh, Regina. Thank you. To my Pauline. Okay. Mr. Good. Keller Knobloch. Okay. <laughs> Say hi, good, Keller. Man. Hi. This is the mediocre silence. <laughs> Our guest tonight is a, a great, great friend and uh, returning to the podcast. We can talk about the last episode he was on. And um, you know him from many different places and many Pretty different things everything. on the internet. I'm going to try to re- replicate what uh, his Twitter bio says because it's perfect. Singer of songs, teller of tales, mm-hmm. player of Dungeons and Dragons. Jason Charles Miller. How and that awesome is that? Barely scratches the surface. Yeah, it really. It's you're yeah, Thank you're, you. you're you're setting yourself Your short. It's amazing. Yeah, it yeah really exactly. Is. You don't throw, even throw credits in there. Yeah, <laughs> I do on my Twitch profile. There you go. Just because you know people are more judgy there. Yeah, so they're like, "What were you in?" Okay, <laughs> on, I'll maybe on I'll subscribe. On Twitch. How did that happen? Wow. I, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, we did meet technically. Yeah, doing through Twitch, Twitch doing Twitch true. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When did we together? Yeah, is that what it was? Just yeah, Geek we and Sundry, we met Nerdist at Geek and Sundry and awesome. Nerdist. Going to put and um, we just we uh, we were all on Foreververse together yeah. with Ivan Van Norman. Oh, that's right. Amy well, those were the days. Mm-hmm. Amy Vorpal, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Trisha Hirschberger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first, mm-hmm. uh, and then unfortunately you left. Yeah, I bailed. And so yeah. then we had Damien Poitier, and then later right. we had uh, Eric Ishii, of that's course. Right. I mean, that's a oh, yeah. all stars. Seriously. Yeah, everyone. Why left. doesn't anybody talk about that? <laughs> no, I think I'm what set the precedent. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like, like, it's like when they had uh, Steve Carell left the office. Was like, yeah. okay, we had, we'll get Idris Elba to come yeah. do this. We'll get uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. We'll get Will Ferrell. Yeah. We'll just do and some cameos. Like, we'll just get the fucking greats. You were like and the early like, seasons of Cheers with what's his name before he passed mm-hmm. away. That I'm character. coach. I'm coach. coach. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, coach. You're coach. Woody uh, replaces me. Yeah. Woody's great. Woody's great. But you can't replace a coach. Uh, d- definitely different eras of Cheers, both great. Yes. Is what it is. Yes. Jason, thanks so much for coming over, man. <laughs> hey, anytime. I love it here. But, you know, I will say this. Uh, it all ended up on, like, Pluto. Oh, that's right. And so, like, there was an era for about a year mm-hmm. when, and I'm sure this happened to you, too, when, like, friends of ours from high school would walk into a Best Buy <laughs> and see us on TV. What? At yeah. Best Buy because all of our Foreververse... Mm-hmm. Episodes were bundled and sold. I didn't know mm-hmm. that uh, to Pluto because there was like a Geek and Sundry channel. Mm-hmm. No one can see me doing these. But quote they don't marks. have Dick and Johnson, do they? No, no. no. it was just all Foreververse all and the it, time. Nobody it, wanted Dick and Johnson. Is, they. <laughs> it is sad, but understandable that that is all gone. <laughs> I, I, I should have bought more T-shirts. Yeah, should have bought more Dick and Johnson T-shirts. Sold four. We can always make new stuff. We can always make new. I mean, I don't whatever know if we can, this is, but maybe we can. I do think this show. we I don't can. Know. We can. I yeah, think we cares? can. Nobody's gonna. Like, what are no gonna one do? will ever know. Legendary gonna sue us for that. For yeah, the Doug Peak <laughs> and Phyllis Suntry gonna come after us. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the law. Exactly. The law offices. Sundry. But Jason, it was awesome having you over tonight. We ordered some food. We caught up a little bit and we watched this movie and we talked about a bunch of different stuff but like I'm really more interested in sort of the making of and the behind the scenes of the movie in a way than like the product itself than like the movie itself you know what I mean Um, but I want to get into talking about it so just a refresher Jason we're going to have a uh, a British man 
read the little blurb in the magazine here. Can you not find it? What's going on? There it is. Okay, okay, you got it. Um, because this is a British movie magazine that yeah. we're going off of this dumb list. And then by the end of the episode, we're going to ask you for another pick of yeah, any no movie ever that you believe deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, whatever that According means. to... According to us. According to us. According so to no you, more, the list is out to, the window. Yeah. It's like we're doing the podcast... If and only we did that rule yeah. when we picked Wonder Boys. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And in fact, I think... I can't remember if we asked you when, you when you came over to do Wonder Boys or if I did it like after the fact, but um, whenever we watched... That was the last episode was Wonder Boys. Let me yeah. see if I can pull it up here. And what movie did you choose? We uh, I think I want I chose one of the Lord of the Rings movies, but it was already chosen oh. by Amy Vorpal, I believe. Yeah, and I think so. she's got dibs on every one that we do yeah. from now on. Yeah. Uh, Keller, did I pick a different one? Keller, do you remember what number Wonder Boys was? Now I'm just trying to go. Let me remember what number that was. I of course I don't remember <laughs> what number it was. I know. No, it uh, sure wasn't in the top ten. Oh no! Jesus Christ! There it is! There it is! There it is! What if it wait, was like Cloverfield? Wait a was second! On that, list? that wasn't even on the list. <laughs> I mean, it's a decent movie, yeah. but uh, I mean, you it, picked Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Okay, so I that still one wasn't think picked. Yeah, one day, yeah, we will <laughs> watch a movie, and we'll get to the magazine afterwards and be like. This actually wasn't on the list. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> how did we make this mistake? I. That's what I was like. It's like. I can't find it. Yeah. Because I was looking after election. I was like, where? Where is it? the one we just did? Yeah, yeah. What if I was like, oh, I made it up. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> we wasted the night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never Jason. wasted. Never wasted. Never wasted. To hang out with you guys. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the movie we watched was Wonder Boys. You picked Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Absolutely one of the 500 greatest. Movies I'd say ever those made. are definitely all, equals all in every way <laughs> in subject <laughs> matter <Poison>. in <laughs> towers um just to just to refresh people i don't think we liked wonder boy i didn't like wonder boy i no. think michael douglas should have been in the two towers <laughs> better um but uh i want to jump into talking the about Rohirrim. Uh, uh, <laughs> no it's more like higher it's more helms deep yeah it's like that it's it's like that exactly. Gandalf, get down here! Yeah. No, no, not those wombats, <laughs> the hobbits. Is what he would say. Anyway, um, I want to get into. He's back uh, on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I want to see the two towers with with Michael Douglas playing every, every role, character. Yeah. every character. It's like a Nicolas Cage meme, but with Michael Douglas. Oh, I love it. He hates us. He hates <laughs> I can remember this. Two towers specific. Stupid fat hobbits. <laughs> uh, Keller, let's go ahead and, and nice fish and have Sir Giles set up this movie because I know Jason wanted to talk about. I want to get into Jason's overall thoughts on the movie, but also he wanted to do a little comparison, so I want to set him up for that. So let's have Sir Giles hand your the magazine over to Sir Giles. Okay. Oh, when did Sir? Oh, hi, Sir Giles. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah, yeah. he's no. quiet. He was standing behind that curtain. I didn't realize he was behind me the whole time. time. He is. Yeah. He's the great silence. He is. Um. <laughs> So Sir Giles now has the magazine in hand, and whenever you are ready, sir, please. He was let an us MP, know. you know that, right, Sir he, Giles, a member of Parliament. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's in 90s. the eighties. Yeah, honestly, if the dude won't quit fucking telling us about <laughs> it, uh, he's uh, like, "Do you see my middle?" Again, <laughs> it's like, okay, my impression okay. so good. It's really good. You have a really <laughs> good you, impression so of Sir Giles. Oh boy, he's really cross with you now, Keller. Well, he has the magazine. We're gonna in have hand. a row later. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, 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 what? Uh, well, I'll just let Sir Giles take three hundred and eighty-six. Thank you. The Great Silence, nineteen hundred and sixty-eight. Director Sergio Corbucci, a critic's favorite. This classic spaghetti western, 
sees Jean-Louis Trintignant's mute gunfighter take on Klaus Kinski's bounty hunters also boasts one of the bleakest endings ever mounted. Thank you, Sir Giles. That pretty much, that does a good job of kind of summing up the movie. So I want to kick it over to... Um, How do you say that last name? Uh, I don't know. I think Sir Giles did a pretty good job. How would you say it, Keller? You'd say it completely different. How would you Trintignant. say it? Yeah, that's... Hmm. Either way, that sounds fine. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way Sir Giles pronounced spaghetti. Yeah, that's the way it's pronounced, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta hit both T's. It's like aluminium. You know, same. <laughs> aluminium. Um, so my first uh, thing I want to do, kick it over to Jason. First of all, overall thoughts on this movie, The Great Silence. I know to set it up, neither of the three of us had ever seen it. Right. I hadn't even, I don't know anything, I didn't know anything about it. No, me neither. I hadn't I feel really like heard of it. The only, I feel like I've prop maybe heard it in like one of those things where Martin Scorsese says he's just like, like, Seven movies in yeah, the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Tarantino, because yeah, you joked exactly. about, Keller, you joked, you said, this movie feels like it was seen by Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. Oh, I'm sure that the snow scenes inspired him in... Mm-hmm. Um, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Definitely. Tarantino is quoted as saying it's his favorite snow western. That's literally what he calls... Snowstern. Calls what? The Great Science. Oh, okay. This movie. It's so not my has, favorite snow western? Yeah. I think yeah. Jeremiah Johnson takes that Jeremiah from me. Jeremiah Johnson, that's right, that's, that's right. That's a good one. Um, but hidden over to Jason... Overall thoughts on the movie, and then what do you make of that sort of um, little summary of, yeah. of, of Empire? Well, are they right on the money? or Before are they... we get there, though, my favorite snow western is the one with Burl Ives as the snowman. Oh, definitely. Yeah, where they're, they're, oh, when the, they the lone steal baby New rolls Year. into town. No, they steal Baby New oh, Year, wow. and then they have to rescue him. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait a right? Minute. Is this stop-motion animated, what you're describing? Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is what we were half expecting when we saw the very first shot of the because movie. Because the snow looked fake, the trees yeah. looked fake. Yeah. Yeah, and but. we're like, there's going to be an animated reindeer that's just mm-hmm. going to pop up. That's mm-hmm. really funny. You could definitely kind of tell the difference between when they were in, at, the when they were on a soundstage and when they were outside. Mm-hmm. Outside, it looked gorgeous. amazing. Gorgeous. gorgeous. Now, my overall thoughts on the movie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it with you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a love-hate relationship with the soundtrack. Me too. By uh, Marconi. Yeah. yeah right? Uh, because uh, I found myself at first being sort of distracted by the soundtrack Mm -hmm. and then about halfway through it really uh i was like you know what the soundtrack is doing its job it's keeping the tension right you know because because the music never really resolved well the and then even the movie doesn't resolve the way we want it no not at all at all we're allowed to spoil the movie yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah um yeah the uh the great silence is death the (laughs) well and what's interesting is they they sort of throw you a curveball because early on, this woman, this older woman whose whose husband gets murdered, mm-hmm. said so, tells you about the legend of the Great Silence, and yeah. they say that his name is the Great Silence because he leaves death in his wake, and the silence of death is what he leaves. Mm. You realize later that he's also called the Great Silence because he can't speak. Yes. because his also, voice box. I want to know out, how basically. that works. Yeah. How I don't know the that's probably some that. science. I need to know the mumbo jumbo because there, I've seen you know? some. It's like I'm going to slit his throat, and it looks pretty fucked up. But I only got his vocal cords. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Like, right. This he person, fine. he should be fucking dead. Yeah, and because they got him when he was. I've a seen kid. that happen in so many movies, and it's like, yeah, dead. that's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, Keller. I don't. I I know that I was asking that question because when somebody I've in done a, many in a, a tracheotomy. Yeah, when somebody in a movie or a story has their vocal cords cut out or their neck cut in that way, 
I'm like, can they not make any noise with their mouth? Right. I don't know. Right. The, you you would know more than anyone at this table, Jason, because you know as the, a you, vocalist, you, you use your vocal cords. I like do for every almost everything that yeah, I do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a scary proposition. But yeah. I made it this far. So. Yeah. Are they insured? And you're crushing um, it. Yeah, Lloyd's of London. Mm. Actually, sir. Um, what was his name again? Giles. Oh, sir Giles actually gave me a good recommendation. I got ten percent <laughs> off. From his like night discount, I, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. bad news. That's probably that. no good. Sir Giles, he left. He left. Okay, yeah, he yeah, left yeah. the garage. He left the garage. Uh, but uh, I, I wanted to pick your brain about that. The, the fact that you you first started talking about the soundtrack because I'm curious, man. You being a musician, you you somebody who is a storyteller yourself. Like, do you? Focus on that when you're watching a movie or a TV show more all, than regular no, people. All the time, yeah. all the time. Like I'm always listening. Are you to the ever soundtrack. able to shut it off? Um, like maybe after you've seen it once, and then mm, yeah, it depends. It depends. Yeah. Like if I'm like I would say Lord of the Rings, you're fine. Lord of the Rings, point. I'm fine even the first time. <laughs> but Howard Shore's soundtrack is it's is great. insanely good. It's great. You know, um, so oh, it's I, what were we gonna say? Just like in the way that. If your soundtrack is something you're thinking about a lot, that's probably not a good thing, right? right. Usually, right. you should. Um, I think I it can't should. remember what composer said this, but they said, I, you know, the 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 score should be something to where you don't even know that it's there. I know. Yeah, that it just drives mm-hmm. the picture, and th- and that's tough. And the score in this movie, you knew it was there the whole freaking time. I know. And but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was bad. It just took us to a different place. I mean, I mean, the oh, the era, the yeah, the era, mm-hmm. the fact that um, different actors were speaking in different languages, right. and then it was all dubbed into English, yeah. dubbed into English in 1968, which yeah. the technology wasn't really there to mix it properly. I know, so it totally so it, sounded like they were standing in the room with you when oh, they're outside. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that that took us out of it. Yeah, it to absolutely a did. This movie has a challenging when you watch it in 2021 when you watch it today and you haven't has, like yeah gotten in the groove of mm-hmm. watching spaghetti westerns old shit or something yeah or um like i was saying when i when we we're watching the movie i it took me a minute to get into like old star trek when i first started watching it years ago the 60s star trek show because even that for as quality as it was for you know 1966 mm-hmm. When you compare it to any TV show today, shit's dated. Yeah, even mm-hmm. even at the audio level, that quality. You know, it's so interesting how we've grown up with stuff, and we're used to a certain thing. When you go back and you revisit or or look at old movies, or just you the have way to go. Music oh yeah, sounds like it's coming out of a can yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Right. Like, so even like, in this, if you're not used to that spaghetti western style, it really is challenging for me. It threw me, and it makes the whole movie have a. A unique and challenging audio experience. Now, visually, an audio that's lens different to look through. Yeah, to visually, hear through. visually, like you were saying, the vistas are stunning. It's gorgeous when they're outside. The acting was good. Yeah, these actors, whether they're speaking Italian or English, or you know, or maybe yeah. German, or maybe German, right. or whatever they're speaking and or attempting English, knowing that it's going to be dubbed later, and they're just kind of mouthing, you know, what they're told watermelon, to say or whatever. Watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> watermelon. Um, I, again, they all did a good job and. And uh, the directing was good, and all that stuff was good. It's it's the audio at the audio level. Yeah, reminds you how key this stuff is to to get sucked into a movie. Mm-hmm. Jason, do you have a favorite film score of all time? Um, probably. You know, growing up, it was probably uh, Vangelis' Chariots of Fire. 
Oh, oh wow. That's um, a great one. Dun, dun, you know, dun, 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 dun. and then, I mean, I got to be honest, I listened to Howard Shore's yeah. trilogy of yeah. The Lord of the Rings. I, we've talked all about of them this. When I'm writing, it might yeah. be the best score of all yeah, time. Yeah, I think like, it might be. Just uh, listen, like, what's, it, what's the competition? Is it John Williams Star Wars is up there? I Maybe think it John tops Jaws? Star Wars. I do too. I think and it those tops are masterpieces. Indie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like all the main scores that anybody knows. Mm -hmm. The Man with No Name trilogy talking about Morricone. Like, yeah. Let's go even further. The first Blade Runner soundtrack. Oh, it's great. Vangelis 2. Or who's that? No, that's. um, I forgot. We just had a guest who she told us. True. We just had a a friend, Dorina. It's some Mm. other band that has some 80s sounding. I think so. It's not a band. It's a guy, but it's. Hold on. I'll look it up. No, Keller's on. Keller's on. on. How did you feel while we're in the Blade Runner world? How'd you feel about the score for Blade Runner 2049? Have you seen that? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was cool too. I was in. I was really in. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, like, going back, you're watching movies, you're watching TV shows. Do you ever go, "Ah, I would have done something different with the score? Totally. That sucks, man. But also, you knowing what you know, does it make you appreciate a good film score? more than oh, most to- i gotta absolutely, imagine absolutely yeah i gotta imagine you're probably telling people like did you hear that and they're like what and you're like yeah. that was amazing that second piccolo <laughs> yeah. listen to that <laughs> um like vangelis did Blade it Runner. was vangelis wow okay, cool. okay yeah uh so what i do a lot not so much with movies but with songs mm. like on the radio or a new song that comes out I or whatever bet. i'm like i bet oh you just can God. pick out a line that's in something else <laughs> Well, I can do that, but I can also be like, oh, my God, that snare sound is killing me. Oh. You know, stuff like that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, like, yes. oh, I would have mixed that bass drum differently. Mm. Things like that. So, yeah, so sometimes I can't enjoy things the way others do. Because you me... listen to it as a producer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Let me ask this, because I would love to. I would love to know if you've had this experience as well. With your knowledge of music and then your, like, familiarity with film music as well, has there been a case where, because you were talking about this film score and you were like, at first it wasn't, it was taking me out and then it kept us on edge. Right. So you, in the moment watching it tonight, you're like, this is working because we're all tense mm-hmm. during this tense scene. Mm-hmm. Can you think of an example of a film score, a movie score, TV, anything where you're at first, you're like, this goes against everything I know, but holy shit, it's, I think it's doing something that's like, really unique and it's working for this um i'm trying to think of like yeah curveball scores that's it's tough because the honestly this the stuff i really like is real basic you know the film well, i love yeah. film scores but it's all michael kind of Chikino's the same your, yeah michael Giacchino, and he's just riffing you know, on John everybody Williams we just mentioned everybody else and you know i love all those guys i think it's all super cool but like so many film scores today's i film scores today i think are their job is to kind of be not noticeable. Right. But then when they have an opportunity, they come in with a theme for some kind of a like, hero picture or whatever it is. The one that came to my mind immediately, and it might make you angry, mm. is the Joker score. It was a great score. Because it's the best part of that movie, Yeah, in my it's, opinion. It was, it was, talking about and I think it's great. being tense. Yeah, that I thought yeah. was fantastic. I really like Ludwig Göransson's stuff for Creed and then Black Panther and then Mandalorian. And it's very like... Mm-hmm. It just has a super cool rhythm and a lot of that kind of stuff. What I like about Mandalorian is that you could tell he was paying tribute to John Williams, mm-hmm. and then without leaning on it, mm-hmm. yeah, w- yeah, without stepping on it, yeah. yeah. But um, 
but like it sounded very Star Wars. Yeah, but it has cool. its own that whistle theme. It's great. Yeah. That's How about WandaVision to where they really changed, cool. they had to change with each era. That was Christoph you know? Beck who did the scores for like the Ant-Man movies and a bunch of other stuff. And Christoph Beck, yeah, man, episode one is like, this is the 50s style sitcom yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole world. I don't know, you know, to be able to tap into each. And when he did like the Malcolm in the Middle episode, mm-hmm. th- that was like, this sounds like Malcolm in the Middle. This is crazy. Totally. I'm liking the Loki music a lot. Oh, it's very cool. Have you seen any episodes of Loki? No, okay. Don't spoil it's it well, for me. very cool. Okay. Well, well the music's alert. good. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you ruined it. <laughs> um, uh, Keller, let's kick it over to you. Overall thoughts on the movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. You're a big Western guy. Now, real quick, between the two of you, who likes Westerns more? Are you a big Western guy or no? I think Keller likes I Westerns I think it's more. Keller. Yeah. I agree. It's not that I don't like right, them. Right, it's right. just that I'm not a Western aficionado. Yes. I'm not aficionado. Yes, that, you are. No, I'm not. You just name-dropped one I can't even remember. What did you say? Josie Wales? You've seen that one. You watched Probably. it with me. Probably. I made you watch it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you... Enjoyed it? Is that I did enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just cut you off because I wanted to remind everybody. And it does look great. But now I am even thinking about... Talking about the score made me Mm -hmm. think about that more. And the fact that Marconi did all the Sergio Leone movies Mm -hmm. that came out... A couple uh, years before? Right before. Mm -hmm. He did like all five of his westerns. And they're like amazing. And those are quintessential like yes. they're dirty but they're like happy ending guy rolls into town yeah, this shit happens not a happy ending <laughs> he's like subverting himself and he's like okay mm-hmm. i did all this this is the completely complete opposite yeah. of what i've been doing mm-hmm. so i have to change it so there is the tension still like the there's still yeah. tension like crazy in that yeah. but not a, not like this level this is like a dark tension uh, if you it's guys foreboding, if you guys can try to describe musically, in case anybody's listening to this and they didn't see the movie, which I would say I think it's definitely worth watching. It's on Hoopla, which is free. Yeah, if you get have your a library, library card if you have a library card. But like when you guys are saying that there's tension and it's keeping us kind of on edge a little bit, what's it doing musically that's making okay. us well, feel that? First off, I would highly recommend this movie. Yeah, yeah, great. like yeah, guys, watch this movie. Yeah, but please. also, I would say. Do some of those classic do Clint the Eastwoods. Man with No Name trilogy yeah. and Once Upon a Time in the West, and, and then, then this. watch this because it feels like a sequel in that mm-hmm. it is like Influenced the opposite. Totally, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's like the gut, answer. Yeah, it's the yeah, gut yeah, punch yeah. after that for yeah. sure, for sure. So, but what I would say the music did was it never really resolved mm. ever, so it kept you feeling like something else was it's coming. It's just like a. Mm. a Piccolo going back and forth between two minor notes <laughs> over and over going <laughs> yeah. and then it's like yeah. then some ominous choir will come in for a minute yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like where'd that come from yeah. yeah and it's like if we're talking if we're talking about score still it just what you guys are saying right now just reminded me of one of my favorite film scores also from 1968 the first Planet of the Apes movie. That thing is. Oh, I can't insane. remember it at this point. It's like those oh, kinds yeah. of like oh, when they're gosh. running in the in the fields <laughs> away from yeah. the you know the gorillas mm-hmm. on the horses and shit. Like it's scary. It's like creepy, scary, classic sci-fi shit. It's really really good. Um, okay, so back to you, Keller. You're you're kind of describing like you enjoyed it, but you do think it works best with the context of, or maybe not even. I don't think you need it, mm-hmm. but also you get more out of it. It is. 
but I'll, I was going to say, you go into this movie, and if you've seen any Western that's been made since, you're going to recognize everything Yeah. up until it's not. There's one thing that you won't recognize. Mm. Um, so this movie takes place in the setting of, of uh, 1898. Mm-hmm. And our hero is that what year it is? Do we? Yeah, just at the very en- at the okay. very end, they said that that's when the right, gun, right, the, right. He has this gun. He yeah. has this gun, and at first you're like, like is my brain was like, travel? what the hell is with that gun? He has like a Walter thirty eight. Yeah. Is this like, a and, Star Trek episode? But then they like, actually talk about how he has. He's like, oh, I heard of that gun of yours, the sheriff. You know, and then they go into gun. what this gun is, and it's like the first semi-automatic gun. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Han Solo's blaster. Like it really looks <laughs> yeah. like a little box and this little skinny, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. thing. And at the end, the bad guy takes it off the body of the good guy. Quote, Silence. unquote, bad guy. You know, like that's, yeah. yeah so um, No, I'm pretty sure he was a bad guy. He was, he was. No quotes. But it's, no Silence? Quotes. No. No, Silence. Loco. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got Loco and Silence. Yeah. Easy to remember names. Pauline and Regina, because they pronounce it Regina. <laughs> they only, <laughs> only say that one. once. I know. When he was insulting. And they make sure so weird. to put a hyphen. Hyphenate. So I appreciate that, honestly, Otherwise that they did di- differentiate yeah. Yeah. the uh, if somebody, pronunciation. If somebody was um, deaf and watching this mm-hmm. movie and they had the subtitles, they would have been like, well, Loco, Loco pronounced that differently. They, they yeah. uh, he, he, he called her something different. Mm-hmm. Her name is Regina. So... What I loved about this movie was it was actually way more progressive than yes. the other movie that we watched. So here's a movie that was filmed in probably 1967, released yep. in 1968. Mm-hmm. Yep. So much more progressive than Wonder Boys, which came out in like what 2001, 2000. Yeah. Or 2000. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and had those awkward jokes that did not <sighs> last. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. That came out in the 2000s. Yeah, early that, 2000s. The 2000s <laughs> is like. <laughs> We are progressive because we're saying this stuff. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so bad. So what I thought was interesting and and actually clever, and I think that the writing, um, the writers had to work a little bit harder because um, there were two instances where things were said or implied um, that I think. If a movie came out in 2021, mm-hmm. they would just ju- they would just say it directly, mm. and here they had to say it indirectly. So um, there's a point where um, what's our main heroine's name? Pauline. 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 Yeah. So the banker uh, wants to real piece of shit, mm-hmm. right? So he wants he basically gives her a proposition. She needs a thousand dollars to hire Silence to kill loco who killed her husband mm-hmm. and the banker makes it very well known that he the she can have way. sex with him but the way that she explains that to silence in the movie yeah. is clever yeah. because you know that in 1968 in order to keep whatever rating they had she couldn't say he wants to have sex with mm-hmm. me so she said it in 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 you know um i i have a way to get the money um but and I will not by offering right, something right by by he I have a way to pay yeah but I don't want to I don't want to do that. something I cannot give him or but something. I'll pay yeah. you meaning I'll have sex with you and in mm-hmm. far as payment but not the other guy and and, and uh and I'm butchering it because we just yeah. saw it but but if you go watch that scene mm-hmm. th- then later in, then later in the movie when um the madam of the horror house mm-hmm. is is sort of getting sweet on the sheriff Regina mm-hmm. Loco in the cell 
um, the sheriff says to Regina, um, you know, yeah, this coffee's pretty good, but it's even better when you serve it to me. And yep, then Loco says, huh, she serves everyone, you know, west of the Mississippi or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. If that if that came out in 2021, he would have yeah. just said, "Ah, she has sex with everybody." But he's but even even the villain said it in a clever way yeah, yeah. that kind of made the whole thing classier. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It is a, it is a pretty classy movie. I honestly do think it's pretty classy in terms of like the subject matter. In terms of even Jason, you're bringing up like how progressive it is, and and that we clocked it immediately as soon as Pauline showed up. We're like, oh, we know that this uh, this is shot in Italy that these are Italian filmmakers and probably an Italian cast but I was like this is a black woman mm-hmm. or she could be mixed or she could be um, biracial yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. her background but I was like she's darker skinned and then Jason you were like oh but it might be an actress that is maybe in like brown face yeah I was worried like, I was worried know. about that because it was 1968 it and was. then we looked her up and she's actually an American actress yeah who, who you know African American actress mm-hmm. who uh, they they uh, flew over to do yeah, that role. to do the movie yeah. yeah she was married to Carl Lumbly for many years and she's she, a bunch of black exploitation movies uh-huh, and, and, spaghetti and spaghetti westerns, spaghetti westerns. And, um, and, and she was great she was, she great. was very yeah. good in the movie and like the movie makes it a point to say that she is black and so was right. her, um, her her husband her husband was that was killed right. was like maybe black or Native American or brown mm-hmm. some kind of a brown and then everybody else in the town is white and they like made sure to point that out and then you know, at one point after she is confiding in silence and telling him, you know, that uh, what she wants to do and get revenge for her husband, if she, even if she can't afford to pay it, but she still wants this revenge, they like fall for each other. Like she yeah, falls for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. She's mending up a bullet, which is classic Western. Like we've seen it a thousand times. This hero rolling into town and somebody pat, you oh, know, a let woman. me tend your wound. And oh, then, right. where'd your shirt go? Yeah, I've got to get to the wound. They start kissing and making out and then they have sex. And it was a very classy, like it was not. Classily shot. Classy, it, wasn't... it was not gratuitous or anything. But mm-hmm. then you turn to me and you go. I wonder if Star Trek influenced this. Yeah, did Star Trek lead the way? Did Star Trek lead the way because it had the first when in the United that? States, 1966 or 7 or 8. Right. The first interracial kiss. <laughs> I forget. Nine. I we don't forget we can't season. remember what one, season. 10 it's or 11. one of one I think of it three was season seasons. 1. I think it's 6011. It could have been season 1, but an episode where um William Shatner and Nichelle Nichols kiss. Yeah. Famous, I'm looking it up, guys. Famous TV history because it was the first interracial kiss in American television and I think it was Doctor Who or some other British show that beat him by a few months across the pond and the great thing behind that story is that 1968 1968 if if Star Trek fans don't know or TV uh, aficionados don't know like William Shatner and Nichelle Nichols butchered every take where they didn't kiss because the producers were freaked and the network people were freaked and they were like Okay, do a take where you kiss, and then do a take where you maybe kind of brush up against her cheek, and you know. So they were doing the the alternate takes, and then William Shatner would roll his eyes, so they couldn't use the take. They're messing up on purpose. They messed up on purpose so that they forced had to use the take, which is awesome. Yeah, which is is, which is a great TV history history moment. And so yeah, it's like we forget that that's the era. So it's crazy that this movie, 1968, and it was probably shot before that came out. It was. It's very possible, you know. And it's like, and and you know, we're talking about. The United States and its audience and maybe how censorship worked then. I'm not familiar with how it was working in Europe or Italy, but I imagine that there's similarity. Like these people probably still, you know, like like you're saying, Jason, they had to write around some of the subject matter and do it in a classy way. And I'm sure that there were 
Um, uh, or even there's like you a, know, you said this movie wasn't released here in 2001. Until 2001. And, I, and, and even wasn't. then there was a happy ending cut that they made up. Here's the thing. I'm, I think that the uh, They the, shot the a happy ending cut. Yeah, but they rejected it. Yeah. Thankfully, because it makes the movie better. But like, I'll say this. I thought that the movie was pretty good, like pretty okay, pretty good. Mm-hmm. With its limitations and with but my... also... We've been talking about how it has like a progressive streak totally, without totally. even addressing the, what the, the filmmaker. Actual, yeah. And I was going to say, like, I was thinking the movie was okay. I was struggling with the audio at all levels. And then we get towards the end of the movie and it starts to resolve and everything happens. I hop onto Wikipedia for like two minutes and just kind of read the history. And just doing that, I went, oh, I like this movie way more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learning about how the filmmaker, the director was while he was making this movie. MLK, Malcolm X, and John F. Kennedy were assassinated. And he was just like very influenced by that. And and Che Guevara was another death that he had on his mind while he was making mm-hmm. the movie. And he, in his, in his uh, filmography and his work, would put a lot of his left-wing ideologies and politics into a story. And then this movie comes out, and we've mentioned how progressive it is. And we can talk about how... Klaus Kinski... Is, is the law the law? But he is the bad guy. Right. This this bounty hunter Loco. I mean, he's named Loco. Like the the story is telling you this guy is not okay in the head. Yeah, Loco means crazy. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, that was my stepbrother's call name when Whoa. he was a fighter pilot. Whoa, isn't that crazy? Because well, you know, badass. like in Top Gun and everything, everyone yeah. had Maverick. His was Loco. That's actually pretty badass. Yeah. I saw that. I think that's cool. He flies for United trailer. now, which is a little scary if you think about it. Oh. But, but not really. He's, he's not great. Loco no, anymore. He's not Loco anymore. He's, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Captain steady. Loco speaking. <laughs> I just want to let you know that uh, I do whatever I want. Fight. Barrel roll. What were you saying, Kelly? You saw the trailer for. Top the new gun? Top Gun, and yeah, I'm like, looks insane. All this plane shit looks. It's awesome. super cool. It's super. Do you cool. feel a need for speed? I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I guess we're gonna Goodness feel. It's coming out this year, right? Great balls of fire. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They push it back. It's probably to this a summer year, movie. But, but then back to the Great Silence. Like the story sets up the no, outlaws. Let's keep going with yeah, Top look at that. Look at yeah. that transition. Well, let's keep that going with Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I just I think that it's it that reading up on it 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 made me really appreciate the decisions they made, you know, and the ending being that like. Silence gets, gets shot, killed, and then Pauline gets, gets shot. shot. Yeah. And then they walk in and murder basically the ta- like the group of people that were good, the good guys, which were labeled the outlaws, which were they, poor people that were, got labeled as outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they all got killed. And the bad guy Loco picks up the gun that we mentioned from the hero, and then that's the the end of the movie. It's the end of the movie. And when I read, and on, he's like, "There's a bounty on every one of them." Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll come, come back, back tomorrow later. and get the money. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think that even now we're used to endings like this. We're used to gut punch endings. I love the movie The Mist. I bet the Coen Brothers have seen this shit too. Yeah, you know, Coen <laughs> Brothers, No Country for Old Men. I think we're used to these it, kinds of endings. Back then, it was a No Country for Old Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was when Italy was No Country for Old Men. Yeah, but uh, 1968. I wonder how mind blowing this ending would have been like how subversive it, it would have been you know it's well what it's, year um, was uh night of living dead oh i think that was also 68 fucking Ooh, hell wow I know. Man. and the, but the but the but the difference that again this is all in the wikipedia they bring up night of living dead really they go that's a movie that also had a lead character who was black mm-hmm. get killed mm-hmm. and the statement that that movie puts forth and the difference between that 
And what happens in this movie, like that's still a really powerful thing in Night of the Living Dead. But in this movie, it's saying the people who end up walking away and killing everybody, like they're the law. Like they're supposed well, to be the good Well, that's what he guys. even says. Exactly. He's like, all exactly. done according to the law. All done according to the law. Is what he says. In the Wikipedia, uh, the director said that, um, or I think it was the director's wife that was quoted mm-hmm. as like, Listen, what he went through when they filmed the movie um, in terms of like hearing about MLK and Malcolm X and stuff is that like sometimes you can only take on the corrupt and the and the you know, the the evil in our world for so long until they take you out for as long yeah. as you can, for as long as you yeah. can, which, which is bleak. insanely relevant to this day. Yes, Completely. like it really is. is so sad. So all of that made me like the movie more. And I don't know if I will buy the movie, rewatch the movie, share it with people. Like, I don't know I'll if I'll be that kind of... I'll add it to my Western collection. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be that kind of a fan, but I'll talk about this movie. I'll tell yeah. people about it. I'll be like, you mm-hmm. should... Yeah, you should see this movie. Yeah. Um, after watching those four other movies. After, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. So, is would I consider it maybe one of the 500 greatest movies of all time? With the context, maybe yes. But and on I, its own, I'm kind of like, ah, maybe we've moved past it. I don't know. And remember, it was new... His... Yeah. Depiction of the law was nuanced because the sheriff, the new sheriff that was coming to Snow Hill, which at first we think is a doofus because yeah. he's messing with the horse. And even then he is a doofus. Yeah. Like yeah. he gets murdered. Well, like, but but hold on yeah. though. But before, before he gets murdered, every fucking before he gets minute. murdered, he's the he kind of you do end up liking him. I know. You know I, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And so I liked that nuanced approach because mm-hmm. uh Making the making everyone that was following the law mm-hmm. bad um, would, have, would have been would, simplistic. Yeah, and so by you have this one guy who's trying, he's actually trying to follow the spirit. Look, there's a difference between what the spirit of the law is mm-hmm. and yeah. what Abuse. the literary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, well it says right here uh, in Article mm-hmm. D, whatever. So it's like he was trying to follow the spirit of the law. He was trying to be a good guy, mm-hmm. and he got killed for it. Exactly. He knew something was up and stopped the banker from giving money to Loco, the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Even after the ba- the banker and the bounty hunter were describing to the sheriff, like, well, <laughs> this is the law and this is how this works, and I have to give him the payment here, and now it's checked off. And the sheriff, this new guy, was like, wait a minute. Like, there's something fishy going on here. I need to do an there's investigation. Only, there's only three bodies. Where's the fourth body? And the bounty hunter, Loco, said, well, it was this black guy that I killed. But, yeah, you know, his, his wife his buried wife, the body. I couldn't stop she her. She buried the body. Like, I went back, you know, like, so that's not on me. And then the banker was like, yep, that's all a fact. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And that's what made the sheriff go, yeah, well, I'm going to look into that. And I'm going to go check and I'm going to have to confiscate your money until I do. Yeah, because now it's like under investigation or whatever. I do believe now that you mentioned that, Jason, that like the sheriff does represent a person in a position of power acting in good faith, like trying to be good. Yeah. But they still get swept up by the assholes that are corrupt and, you know, that are like taking advantage of of that. So it's really interesting. Well-meaning, ill-equipped people. Yeah. Is the, God bless them. Uh, God bless them. <laughs> yeah, also relevant. Truly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, well, hey, man, stay home. I mean, <laughs> just, you poor guy. You stay. poor guy. He just wanted some hot coffee from Regina, you know That's what I'm saying? Know. Wanted, yeah. That's all he wanted. Yeah. Just some hot coffee. How come you don't ever come pour me? Yeah. Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I still think that it would make a really cool, 
like film class, audio class project to, to ask students to redub some of this stuff because sometimes yeah. it was so frustrating. <laughs> I'm going to talk to my friend. So a guy that I grew up with, um, his name is uh, Scott Hawley, Dr. Mm-hmm. Scott Hawley, mm-hmm. and he's a doctor of physics at Belmont University. But he teaches, Belmont University primarily is a music school. That's oh, like, cool. And so he teaches physics to music students very so he teaches the physics of you know radio waves and things like of sound so i'm gonna i'm gonna mention this movie to him and and because even if maybe his department doesn't do it he's friends with all the other professors and maybe somebody will dub that movie because so funny it really needs to be done i I think so many movies please (laughs) it's not something like where i would want to like i don't think this movie is bad the way that it is and i want to like George Lucas it and like, re, you know, re, I don't want that. I don't, I don't think that there should be like, there should a, be a planet that yeah. explodes and then has that one <laughs> ring that explodes also. There yeah. Should, yeah. Just in the back of every scene, there should be like three moons. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And some stormtroopers and like a weird little yeah. like robot that didn't exist yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. An elephant thing walking in the background. I don't want to do that, but more banthas. I, do, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with this at all, but I've been like, I, I, I have a weird YouTube algorithm that always recommends these weird, videos on my youtube channel right mm-hmm. i'm uh, right there with you right it's weird yeah. it's like i'll watch one thing and it's just rabbit hole yeah, and like YouTube. i don't subscribe to this weird yeah. dude why are you telling me to watch him anyway <laughs> but i have been getting into i don't i'm not that much of a gamer mm-hmm. but i'm i've learned that like when yeah you are when very little but when we were growing up uh as video games started to get more Hector's and more not advanced, a gamer but he's been playing the <laughs> dr mario level of wario where for yep. game boy Ad- advance on his game boy micro which is obsolete <laughs> i right. like obsolete video so, because, so speaking he's of, a fucking gamer but yeah but one speaking of, the, of i'm a retro gamer <laughs> exactly speaking of obsolete games there is a whole community like I'm talking many, many people online mm-hmm. that are making tens of emulations <laughs> of classic games and yeah, emulations. I love that. We know what they are. We grew up with them. I remember when I first learned what an emulator was. I used to have Pokemon Red on the computer on my phone. On your phone, it's super cool. But here's the here's the next level that some of these Pokemon like Fire Red. Some of these uh, the, some of these people are doing. Here's the next level. They'll they'll take the original Zelda game for mm-hmm. the Nintendo and mm-hmm. print it into the cartridge. No, they remaster it, but then they give it like Super Nintendo graphics. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So the sprites, the characters, Link, the backgrounds, they look like they're Super and Nintendo where can I play quality. That? Somewhere online. Okay. I wish Heard of it. I wish I knew the link. It's all these projects and it's all fan done, which is fascinating. Yeah. So like I love the idea. And then I saw this other YouTube video where this guy, he took the first Mario level, the classic Mario sure. level where you run yeah. and he put it into 3D and he like 3D modeled Ooh. it. And then you were Mario and you could kind of jump and you had a little bit of dimension, but it's the same level. And I'm like, that shit is fascinating to me. You're just going to run around to the Koopa instead, yeah. <laughs> instead of jumping. Yeah. Like I could go to the left. Like exactly that level of, you know, of, 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 um, it's like fan art yeah. to the next level. I, I remember it. when I was playing doom, like the very first doom and you could actually, you know, build your own levels. And that was yeah. like one of the first times that, that oh you could God, do that. So cool. And I remember the clothing store that I worked at, um, I was like, I want to make a level of the clothing store that I That's work so at so funny. I can just kill everybody yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> Super healthy. You yeah. do it in the game. Right. Jason. Yeah, exactly. In the game. It was cathartic, the and then game. you're fine. <laughs> and um, now that's like, that's what Minecraft is. And kids, millions of kids play that. Yeah. Minecraft is like, build Remember your own we world. went to a Dick and Johnson level in Minecraft. Oh my God, it's amazing. Does yeah. it still exist? I don't know Maybe. if it still exists. But what did they do? They built a, I can't The entire remember. logo they built. They built yeah. the chief. 
uh, yeah, it was crazy. People can. It's just like, and then there's yeah. like the 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 really. Can cool, we just move? Can we go live there? Let's go live in Minecraft. I want to make cubes. I th- there's also like a whole franchise of Mario game, which is Mario Maker now. Like that's a game, right. which is the yeah. coolest shit I've. It, we're ever in like seen. Mario Maker Two at this point. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so cool. But like eventually. In a few years, there's going to be Mario Maker 3D, and it'll be like N64, and we're going to be like, what uh, the, f- this no. is, it's so crazy. And we're <laughs> actually living in a Mario yeah. uh, simulation, <laughs> right? Simulation. Zelda Maker? Zelda, yeah, maybe, man. Why not, you know? But I just love that, like... There's that PlayStation game called Dreams that is a game creator. Yeah, I remember hearing about that years ago. Like you it's can do years ago. It's anything? Like maybe two years you ago. You can do... Kind of. You can make any kind of game you want. With Yeah, with, they'll give you limitations, wow. but it is so like open world kind of a... Wow. That's so interesting. You can anyway, make a platformer. You can make, I would watch I students upload their scenes of the movie The Great Silence redubbed and rescored. Yeah. You know? That's, I don't even need it rescored. Maybe like re-record the score. Yeah, something. Yeah. Or just remaster the score. Like yeah, exactly. Get it, or remix if they can it. Find it. Yeah. You know? I don't it just sounds like wouldn't. it came out of a can. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit old school. Which these but 60s like, scores It also, can do. what we're talking about right now reminds me of like when people do the fun um, genre shifting edits of movie trailers. You guys, I'm sure. Oh, have seen sure. Oh, it's yeah. like the, make it a 90s movie. The mm-hmm. Mary Poppins horror or Mrs. Doubtfire horror movie or like. Or Game of Thrones, like an 80s sitcom. That was great. Or The Shining, but it's like a feel good like family movie called mm-hmm. shining shining <laughs> and they use that great this song this summer dun, 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 dun. it's like jack is a guy who's having a tough time at work yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like funny music and he's like i'm trying to work like <laughs> come to take you home shining and he's like hugging his son like that stuff is great man anyway jason yeah. Um, actually, Keller, do you want to pull up the guest list that you just made just so Jason can scroll through oh, it? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So we are putting together this list. Mm. Every one of our guests is giving us any movie in the world. It could even be the movie that we have will have just watched for that episode. It, there's no limitation to it. It can be a movie that's already here on this list because this is a mostly solid list. It can be something completely new, but... We put them all down in the uh, in the website letterbox so that you can scroll through. If you have one in mind and you want to check, and we also want to know any good movies you've seen lately. Pretty much, but um, sure. but let us know. Actually, when you, as you scroll through this, um, do you have a movie in mind that you'd like to? I want to think this on is just it. Just one wanna... that we can add, or, yeah. or what, are we, what are we looking at here? Yeah, these are all the movies that people have added already. Okay. Yeah. To give you an idea, in case you were like, oh, I would pick Jurassic Park. It's already on there. That kind of. I feel thing. like God, so I need to. I need to. Something oh, that's, Ong Box on there already? Wow. Yeah, sorry. Cool. Yeah. We just watched that recently. It was good. Yeah, it was good. So what we do, too, with this guest list is that for our Patreon, we will do two bonus episodes a month, just Keller and I, to, to not have to add the burden to a guest or whatever, is that we'll watch these movies if these movies are not already in here. Like, Ong Bak is not in here, so we watched it, and we did a little bonus episode on it, and it did was you, rad. So did you Hedwig and Dark City already? Not yet. Okay, yeah, we those are great. Those, yeah. those are both great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hedwig, um, I am. I don't think I've ever seen, but I'm really I have never interested seen it. in seeing it. Is the Big Lebowski on there? Ooh, That's a good question. Let me, it's on this. Okay. Yeah, but let's check. Let's. But check. I don't think it's been picked. Is would that be your pick, Jason? Is that a? Oh, if a, that hasn't been picked, that that would be my oh, pick. I mean, okay. because Conan's here, the Princess Bride is here. I mean, that's you know, but uh, Conan if, the Barbarian, classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. What is best um, in life? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Let's see. Okay, here we go. To get super fucking jacked. <laughs> 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 and maybe be governor one day. 
all this talk of um of uh 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 Conan's last episode. It's like we gotta you know differentiate. I, I'm which so Conan. used to Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, Conan. That even when I talk to like Abby about. Conan O'Brien, I'll say Conan O'Brien. Like I'll say <laughs> yeah. it like Conan. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. What I, um, I there there must have been I want to see, and maybe it's on YouTube. I would love to see the first time Conan O'Brien interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because uh, I'm sure he did. And did one of them bring up the fact that it's Conan interviewing Conan? They had to say something. Oh, he probably man. did. Yeah. That would be great. I got I'm good the news. real Conan. No, right. I'm Conan. I'm, I'm Conan. Conan. <laughs> yeah. uh, good news is nobody of our guests have picked the big Lebowski yet. So that's right. going on the list, man. I'm adding it right now. That is that is so exciting. Uh, the big Lebowski is, um, is a classic comedy. I would say it's a cult favorite because oh, yeah. i yeah. don't did it not mean, do well when it came I don't out know. i don't know is that if it how did. that works i don't know if the movie actually was it was a coen brothers film was it not i believe yeah, it, it was. was yeah it absolutely. was um why is it your pick how come you love it so much well okay there's a couple reasons one um let's hear it once you know it mm-hmm. you can put it on and watch two minutes of it and just laugh yeah right so like you will and laugh walk away and then come back at to it. Yep. any point yeah there's so many as long as you've seen it as long as you've seen it there's yeah. so many quotable moments mm-hmm. that just never end. John Goodman, um, Steve Buscemi, Phil, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. The cast mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Julianne Moore. Julianne right. Moore. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since forever. Oh, I can't wait for you to mm-hmm. see it again then. I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So once you've seen it, you can do that. And that's what we used to do. So when I was on tour with Godhead in the early 2000s, that was just our tour bus staple. Oh, it was just classic. always on. Yeah. And because we all knew it so much, we would just quote it all the time and we would just put it on to make ourselves feel good. And, and at don't that really point, it's been out for like about five it. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. really have to worry about it. Uh, and it's just there and going and, and, and we, you're feeling great. Uh, I used to work for a company building amplifiers and we would just throw on Blazing Saddles or mm-hmm. Gentleman Broncos, which is another one of those those kinds of movies mm-hmm. to where you can just step into. It's just like a, it's like a comfort food movie. A comfort yeah. food movie, but also like Hot Rod. You can watch any chunk of it and once laugh. Once you know it. Yeah. yeah, once you know it. So uh, there's yeah. a scene in The Globowski where um, it's towards the end of the movie where the dude played by Jeff Bridges, gets arrested uh, and taken to the sheriff of Malibu, uh, gets taken to the jail. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff of Malibu is like, you know, stay out of my beach community. (laughs) So anyway, the the actor that played the sheriff of Malibu, and granted, he's only in one scene. Mm -hmm. He's a great character actor. You know, he's in a bunch of things. One night I met Ralph's. And for (gasps) those of you listening, Ralph's is our... It's our Kroger grocery store. Yeah, it's it's our it is Kroger. It's owned by yeah. Kroger. Mm-hmm. So our local grocery store in the L.A. area is Ralph's for most people. I'm in Ralph's. What's that actor's name? It's um I can't remember his name. Um it it's in I'm in the vegetable section. It's late at night. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is there. It's just me. And then I notice it's the actor that played the sheriff of Malibu. So I'm gregarious, as you probably know. I walked right up to him. I pointed at him and I go the Big Lebowski. And then he looked at me and he goes. Why? Yes. 
how did you recognize me? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I've seen that movie like a hundred times. So then right there at Ralph's in the vegetable section, we talked about The Big Lebowski for like 10 minutes. Wow. That's awesome. And he told me that a few years after he filmed the movie. He was in True Grit. Too. That he ran in. He ran. Wow. That's right. He was. The, the what's, remake. What's yeah. the actor's name, Keller? Leon Russum. Leon, Leon Russum. He was in Deep Space Nine. Yep. Wait, let me see. I mean, he I mean he's got it. He's got it. The Starfleet commander in chief in Star Trek. I mean, he's six? he's been in a million things. Wow. Um, wow. he told me that a few years later he ran into John Goodman, mm-hmm. and that you know because they were both in the Big Lebowski together, they were talking about the movie. And John Goodman says that from all the other work that he's done, all the years he was on Roseanne. When he's walking down the street or people recognize John Goodman, they always yell, Walter! Wow. He said, like, that's the movie that people always will, that's you know. That's so funny. I would have said well, Fred Flintstone. That's crazy. <laughs> 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 well, uh, You have to think about, well, I guess Roseanne. Yeah. But the audience of The Big Lebowski and Roseanne, uh-huh. how many people who watch those movies would be the person to yell Walter? <laughs> right. Big yeah. Lebowski. It's like yeah. stoners. It would be gregarious, you know, people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. yeah. Uh I'm a huge fan of Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Sure. Ooh, me too. Love that movie. Um, I am a man oh. of constant sorrow. Whoa, we got a Whoa. little concert here. Whoa, That's is George beautiful. Clooney here? <laughs> I I imagine that uh it might be is, do you find it the same sort of thing where you can also throw it on? Because I know you mentioned Big Lebowski. You guys are on tour. You mm-hmm. can put it on. Could you not do that for Oh Brother because it's kind of a musical thing? Would that kind of throw you off a little I bit? I Yeah, and I think that there's longer pauses. of. There's more setup in Oh Brother, there right, is. for different pieces. There Whereas is. like the Big Lebowski, it's, it's, like it's just a like, joke bit, machine bit, almost. Bit, right. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh Brother Arthur is very funny, but also a lot of it is visual, too. Mm-hmm. It's all in John Turturro's dumb face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like this, like, you know, southern fairy tale kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a di- totally yeah. different vibe than, like, throwing it on, laughing, uh-huh. and, then, you know, being able to get up and walk away. That's awesome, man. You made me like The Big Lebowski more. Good. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm glad that you had a good experience. I got to watch it again. I, I Yeah, me too. I want to watch it again. I want to watch all the Coen Brothers stuff because there's a bunch I haven't seen yet and um but i've seen like lady killers and like you know some of the weird i watched started watching lady killers not too long ago and i was like i can't do this i think i like it but i need to rewatch it tom hanks's character (laughs) is so much that i'm only like tom hanks is doing colonel sanders (laughs) and i've never seen the original british version Mm. yeah and i know people don't like tom hanks in the movie i don't i know they don't like the movie the terminal directed by steven spielberg i like like that that movie. movie I never saw that but one. Tom I knew Hanks, the con- I knew the concept, the concept of it, and I was He's, like, "That seems weird. I don't know yeah. if I want to watch that." He's stuck in an airport, but it's like Hanks playing a vaguely European, Eastern European man because it's from like a fictional country. And the premise is is that when he's in a plane coming to visit New York, when he's in the air, there's like a revolution in his country, so that like the government is now lo- no longer recognized so by the U.S. Passport, passport is no work. longer. Valid. So he yeah. lands at JFK, and the guy who runs JFK is Stanley Tucci. And Tucci's like, we have to keep you here. Like, I'm so sorry. You expecting, can't go back home. Expecting he's just going to walk out of JFK and like be in New York and then somebody else can pick him up, arrest him, whatever, like, you know, help him, whatever. But he doesn't leave the airport. But the whole movie, it's Tom Hanks being like, uh, um, oh, God, what's the what's the line that he says in it all the time? But he has like this thick sort of, yes, um, uh, God, what is it? Oh, Ra Mada In. Ra Mada In. Six one two 
Lexington. Like it's him, you know, being a, a, a an Eastern European guy right. with some kind of a Slavic accent or something yeah. from a fictional country, so it wasn't offending any any real world people. Or <laughs> but it's like it's weird to see Tom Hanks doing that because we're so used to Tom Hanks being but Tom think, Hanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think, I but like it, it is still. <laughs> It's very Tom Hanksy. He's just the whole time the you're like guy. it's Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. actors you don't gotta. Mm-hmm. We're fine with you just being Tom Hanks in yeah. all your movies. <laughs> yeah, like that's why I was. I still haven't seen the Fred Rogers movie because oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm n- not gonna be able to get past that. Yeah, and everybody's like Tom Mr. Hanks Rogers. is the Fred Rogers of now, and it's like no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, Fred Rogers was. A Fred specific Rogers soul of every that, era. Uh, yeah. In yeah. my opinion, now, like Walt Disney is just Tom Hanks from Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, and just it's yeah. just Tom Hanks with a mustache. Yeah, yeah, it was that, Walt Disney. I mm-hmm. thought that was a pretty good cast for yeah, that reason. It was. It kind exactly, of, yeah. it kind of fits yeah. the persona, you know. It's yeah, because that's kind of how totally everybody believable. kind of feels about Walt Disney. Yeah, right. and yeah. it's like don't read about Walt. Right, yeah. just <laughs> let it just, just feel that way, and you're fine. Yeah, don't, don't read him. Don't, don't watch the terminal. Don't read about Tom No, he's fine. Just kidding. Watch the terminal. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Jason, are there any other movies that you've seen recently? Here's an exciting thing, too. You came over and we were the just... the best movie you watched during your... Yeah, during quarantine, during just this we past really, year. We really... Uh, Leaned on jumped, comfort. We, well, we jumped into to TV shows. Awesome. We didn't watch that many movies, yeah. believe it or not. To Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ted Lasso, number one. Over and over again. Number one. Uh, also, though, watched every episode of Vikings... Shit. I highly recommend that show, seasons one, lot. two, and three. Had you not seen him before this? No, wow. hadn't because because we earlier before we started recording this, we talked about bad trailers and how trailers yeah. are cut a certain way. <laughs> Every time I saw a trailer for Vikings, yeah. I, in my brain I said. They're just trying to combine Game just... of Thrones and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like some like, executive was just channel. like, bring me uh, yeah. bring me Game of Thrones and Sons of Anarchy and smash them together. That's what the trailers look like. Yeah. But then when you watch the when you watch the show, you're like, oh, the show's great. That's awesome. And it's like teaching you at the same yeah. time. <laughs> right. Like, this is the way Vikings live. <laughs> right. Because it's yeah, produced no, by the I, History Channel yeah, at exactly, the same time. Exactly. Well, that's really good. I'm um, glad. I, I have heard. And then Vikings think, have been fucking everywhere now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard nothing but good things about Vikings, which is awesome. Yeah. So if you. If yeah. you Ted Lasso, are, Vikings. Yeah. What else did you watch? Downton Abbey. Had what? never seen that before. What? Keller's Downtown all, Abbey. Keller's all about it. Yeah. Downton Abbey. Not, I wouldn't say I'm all about it. You love it. I have seen most of it. And the but, movie, and the movie, which mm-hmm. honestly the movie's disappointing. After <laughs> the after show. after how great the show is, the, the movie like, mm. is literally just like we wrote three episodes you guys didn't use. What <laughs> yeah. if we made it a movie? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> British people—they're all of a sudden from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you I'm, doing? I'm hey, writing hey. a marvelous Miss Maisel and Downton Abbey. It's pretty good. People tell me I'm classy. Downtown Abbey. I gotta get me a shows. So funny, Mr. Carson. What's your overall review on Downton Abbey? Jason, what's your overall review? 10 out of 10. What? Yeah, that's all I got to say. 10 out of 10. It's like someone made the classiest soap opera possible. (laughs) Wow. It is a soap opera entirely. But it's very classy. But you get tricked into thinking that it's not. Because it's very well shot. Yeah. It's incredibly acted. And... Like it doesn't feel like a soap opera. Does. Listen, you know what I mean. I get the appeal because my favorite things are like the Marvel movies. They're all soap operas. It's a fucking British telenovela. <laughs> it's telenovelas. And Jason, we were we were selling 
the 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 virtues of the Fast and Furious franchise before we watched the movie earlier tonight. Because uh, you were like, you know, on the fence about it, and we were like, listen, <laughs> they're bad, they're dumb. Well, you know, but it's a soap opera. In the it's same way, big... like, Downton became self-aware towards the end, and <laughs> that it's like, you guys love this person, they're fucking dead now. <laughs> you love this person, they're gonna die. What? Yeah, it, well, they the would cool throw so Fast many soap Furious, opera curveballs into shit. The cool thing oh. about Fast and Furious is like, you love this person. Well, guess what? They're not dead. They're back. They've exactly. done that multiple exactly. times. Right. <laughs> it's been ten years. You love this person. Well, they've got a long lost brother. Yeah, and that's the premise for the new movie. <laughs> well, and also it's kind of like this guy died in real life. Guess what? He didn't die in the movie. I We're know, gonna CG him in. It's true. It's true. <laughs> It's bizarre. And then we also were telling you on the movie side, uh, Keller's going to let you borrow the Mission Impossible films, which are great, which they are uh, 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 sort of a high point in modern action. a great character study of Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Um, high Tom Cruise. Like it's pre. It's it's like you've seen Tom Cruise run. In his final form, if you will. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. because that's like a it's a perfect run. Mm-hmm. In execution, mm-hmm. and I feel like flawless, full speed, flawless, full speed. Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's like I don't think anybody's faster than Tom Cruise. No, not when you watch the these entire movies. Earth, no. When you watch these movies, oh, and man. this is peak Tom Cruise running movies. Absolutely. Uh, did you explosions behind as well? Uh, Honestly, a lot of explosions. So much. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. And sometimes he's not faster than them. Mm-hmm. Oh. And a, there's a lot of like jumping and then. Like making it, but barely making it, and right. then the behind the scenes is like Tom Cruise broke his ankle when they did like that kind of <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, okay, that. that's crazy. It's it's like the it's like when Aragorn like, broke his toe yeah. kicking the helmet, kicking yeah. that helmet. Ego. Man, legendary. What an did idiot. you have you guys seen? Um, <laughs> Because uh, Keller and I watched this last year, what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah, the TV well, show. Yeah, God. the movie yeah, yeah, and yeah. the TV show. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, so good. Well, I so cannot wait. Matt Barry, who yeah. plays Who's um, a god. Yeah, you've got to see his one of his other shows. Jackie called, Daytona. Yeah, who plays Jack? Oh well, yeah. Jackie uh, Daytona. <laughs> he's got a show on Netflix called uh, Toast of London. Ooh, you've that probably seen shows. clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's clips of him because he plays the worst actor in London, and um, he occasionally gets voiceover gigs and they film that and he's like in the worst play in wow. London and gets wow. gets protested every night. Uh, but if you like if you like that kind of humor, you've got to see he's Toast of London. Toast highly, of London. highly recommend it. Great. Matt Berry should be so much bigger than he is I in agree. America. Yeah. 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 I mean I'm assuming that he's, he's huge like, in the UK. Yeah, huge he's, over there. Yeah. And then who's the other actor who plays Nandor? That guy we just saw him in the Disney movie Cruella. Oh and yeah, we were like, true. Oh, it's what it's we Nandor. need in the shadows. It's Nandor. From well, and then you were, you enter, you got to interview one of the cast members. I did. Yeah, I watched that interview. It was great. Harvey Guillen, who is the who plays the familiar, who is so like good, the breakout, yeah, favorite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of the so show. funny, so funny. He's um, so funny. I'm very excited because very soon those same people, Jermaine Clement and all of those amazing New Zealand brilliant folks, mm-hmm. they got a TV show that's finally coming to the United States. Which is set in the same world, and it's Wellington called Pil- Paranormal. Wellington Paranormal. Wellington Paranormal. Oh. Which is which is a, their first spinoff from the what we do. Well, in the remember shadows. when the two cops come in? Yeah, yeah in it's the movie. about them. <laughs> and they were glamored, and they're like, they're like, look at this. This, this guy's this, not having a good time. This guy, no, look at you know, his head's all turned around. Get him some water, something. Yeah, when it's like it. a dead body or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's those two actors, but it's just cops in that. It's about. Oh, it's about That's cops the premise. Seeing supernatural wait. stuff every. Every episode. The frustrating thing was, um, it's been out like, for like t- 
two years. Yeah, and like two years in ago, New Zealand. I had a th- I had the opportunity to fly to New Zealand to do like a press thing for a couple of days and then fly back. And on the airplane on the way back, mm-hmm. Wellington Paranormal, the whole first season was on there. So I watched the first episode. And I was like, "This is amazing!" And then I stopped and went, "I got to watch this with my girlfriend when we get back." And it's now not it's not in here. the U.S. <gasps> I could have seen be the whole soon. Just Pirate Bay. <laughs> I know that probably, doesn't exist anymore. Probably. But. Yeah, I'll just go to Napster. I'll go to LimeWire and yeah, yeah. I'll call Justin you know, Timberlake. I'll get an emulator of the show, and um, <laughs> and then rebuild it in dreams. Rebuild it. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jason, this I'll has been shit out. this has been super fun, man. And and we we say this often, but I really really mean it tonight. This is the best possible way for me to watch this movie is with you guys, yeah, and yeah. with us hanging out and getting to talk about it. Um, I don't want to wait a year to come back. No, no, no. You'll be no, back you soon, won't. and All you'll right. be back just to hang out normal, and we won't have to do a podcast. I exactly. Promise. We won't have to watch a movie with <laughs> weird dubbing. <laughs> we can. Uh, yeah. We can. If you guys want to? Yeah, we can find another. We can watch a movie that is actually really well sound mixed and then put the dub on over yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> make it all weird. Uh, but before we go, Jason. Live dubbing, maybe we could dub it while yeah. we're watching. Let's live that's script, script over that's it. That's a whose line is anyway joke right there. Mm-hmm. That's a whole game that they played, and it's real fun. Um, Jason, where can listeners find your work online and follow you and support your stuff? Yeah, so jasoncharlesmiller.com has all the links to everything. So if you can remember all three of my Jason. names. Jason Charles Miller, mm-hmm. uh, that will lead you to all the mm-hmm. to your favorite platform that you can find me on, whether it's Spotify or Instagram or, or TikTok Twitch. or definitely Apple Twitch Music. four days a week. Cool. Yeah, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, Napster, uh, your local record store. <laughs> yeah, well, and the Ralph's. If you have the, a local record store, vegetable aisle yeah. late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Amoeba still exists. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can find some used CDs of mine. Pretty sure. sure. I'm thinking of the only record store I know. Yeah. Yeah. That Ralph's is kind of at that Ralph's. I have seen the actor that plays um that that plays uh uh, Sheriff Sheriff Malibu, Malibu. Mm -hmm. but I've also seen Joe Walsh from the Eagles. I saw Eddie Van Halen in the parking lot. What? I saw uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner buying cereal. What? Okay. So, like, you know, there's a thing about this town, living in this town. That's the Ralph's. Which Ralph's? You know? Oh, I don't want to reveal. Don't want to. Let's just say it's in the valley. Let me just say, is it our Ralph's? No, but it's one over. Okay. Oh, that Ralph's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. I keep seeing the guy who plays... You know the scene in Zodiac where he goes to the guy's house and the guy's like, um, actually, I did all of the artwork and, uh, <laughs> for all the posters. And he's like, wait, but the Zodiac Killer did the artwork for all the posters. And he's like, no, it was me. <laughs> and I keep seeing that guy at the farmer's market. Wow. <laughs> I saw Tover Grace at the Ralph's one night, too. Oh, and great. Didn't he do an edit of The Hobbit or something? And well, then uh, I found yeah, out about that afterwards. And I was like, oh. crap, I could have asked him at the grocery store oh, that where to great. see his edit of The Hobbit. That would have been, been like, great. Come over, man. That yeah. would have been a great. Could end. have been. We would have been friends. The, yeah. the crazy thing is, is again speaking of those the fan edits and the fan recreations online. He did a similar thing for the Star Wars prequels. He okay. put all three of those into like a two hour, two and a half hour movie. Was it good? And he he couldn't put it out online. But what he did is he put out like the time codes for his edits, and somebody else just did the work. Nice. And so I saw that it was okay. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. was interesting. It was okay. You know, he he cut out most of the Phantom Menace and only left in a few scenes, and then it kind of went right to the Hayden Christensen version, of the character for for the for the two stories in the. So there's the no two, now. This know. is pod racing. I don't think so. Yeah, <sighs> it cuts out only the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is uh, which is really interesting. But Sorry, yeah, proops. That would have been a good in. That would have been a really good in. I'm trying uh, to find this man from Zodiac. <laughs> thanks again, Jason, for being a guest. And uh, I'll give you one last update. I'm starting to warm to the idea of Tom Bombadil. I really am. Wow. Okay. Uh, I really am. Was did that one interview help you? Yeah, along? Patrick Rothfuss. I mean, Patrick. Yeah. I mean, Bomb Tom Bombadil. He, he he is. If I'm like a. It, he makes me look like, I don't know, somebody that just discovered Tom Bombadil. I mean, he was reciting poems. Yeah. He, I mean, I, I, I was in awe. I was it's, in awe of that. And thank you impressive. for bringing me up. I Listen, mean, that was actually pretty cool of you to mention me in the I interview. I consider you a 10th level Tom Bombadil scholar. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's like a level 11. It's just like this weird. I feel like, like he's level 20. <laughs> if I'm level 10, he's level 20. And and I bow down to that. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know? um, but I'm starting to warm over to the idea of Tom Bombadil. Next, we just have to get Keller on board with Tom. With Tom Bombadil? Yeah. I'm on board with Tom Bombadil. What? It's just me? You yes. didn't like him? Let's gang up on him. Here's oh, the boy. thing. Oh, boy. If you listen to the audiobooks, mm-hmm. the man sings <laughs> all of the songs. <laughs> yeah. He sings every song. I want good. everyone to know yeah. there are no pre-written melodies for any of these songs. Yeah. There's no written music. This guy's like, I'm going to improvise <laughs> yeah. 1,600 songs <laughs> written by this guy who's just smoking weed in a library. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you there, though, because Tolkien did get together with a composer <gasps> in the 60s, and I, it's one of my prized possessions. I have Bilbo. one of the books. Whoa. I have, no, not that. <laughs> he, didn't get to, he did not get together with Leonard Nimoy. It was an actual composer, and there is music. Now, I don't think it's the music that the... The, the, I'm talking the book about reader. the songs yeah. in the yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every song in the book they made music for. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. I'll I'll show it to you. Did, I want to see that. Did Peter Jackson have access to that stuff when they were doing? I, That's I'm sure he came. did, but I'm sure they just told Howard. Uh, yeah, to do his own thing. To do his own thing. That's it's probably better. How sure. That's a cool. Yeah. That's a cool prize possession, man. Yeah. That's what if cool. what we said is the best score of all time is just that music? I want to say I brought it to an episode of Lore Masters. Oh, probably. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. our old stomping grounds. To, to share that, I bet. Yeah. That's that's the what you got the Tolkien episodes. That's what you got to open with. That's what you got to yeah. open with. With like Tolkien. Here I have this. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what mm-hmm. you lead with for sure. Um, that's awesome. All right. Well. Keller, why don't you let everybody know what the next movie is that we're watching, and we can tell them where to watch it. Ace in the Hole. What the hell year did that come out? (laughs) 1951, Billy Wilder. Oh, that's right. Billy Wilder, Ace in the Hole. One of the greats. I'm looking up right now on the app Just Watch to see where it is streaming. This lets us know. I've heard of it. It's very helpful. Ace in the Hole, yeah. Very helpful. 1951? Yeah. It is, uh, oh my gosh, it's Kirk Douglas. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, it is on Flix Fling for subscribers as well as Amazon Prime. Probably going to go with Amazon Prime. It's also free on You're Canopy. You're not down with Flix? I guess, Flix I guess fling? I'm not. Flix it, Fling? I got to fling some Flix. <laughs> it's also on uh, Canopy for free. It's on Crackle with ads. It's on Pluto TV with ads. It's on Pluto. Indie Flix grounds as well, and Plex for free. There's, so it's a bunch of places for free, and it's a bunch of places with uh, with a subscription, and even free with ads, which is always real fun. Um, that's how Keller and I watched uh, some pretty bad movies over the pandemic with uh, just putting up with some ads. I think I watched like Mortal Kombat with ads or something. The original, 1995. 
Mortal Kombat. That one. Yeah. You guys have such musical ears. Jason, thank you again for coming. This has been a blast. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was a different song. <laughs> I just didn't even but you know, it. maybe it's the same song. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> 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 That's great. That remix needs to happen uh, if it hasn't. I bet already. it has. It has I to, it right? Has. So everybody, go watch Ace in the Hole, classic 1951 Billy Wilder film on Amazon Prime and various other places, and we'll see you guys in a week. Thanks again to Jason. Jason Charles Miller. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. See you in a week. Bye. Bye.